Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. We are picking up on day two of our Holy Ambition devotional, the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, and then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, and it says this. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. The devotional is titled, A Dislocated Heart. And it says, Nehemiah was a prestigious Jewish cupbearer to the king of the Persians. His fellow Jews had been in exile for decades. Some had been able to return to their ancient land of Judah, but things weren't going so well there. A brother and some men visited Nehemiah with bad news, breaking his heart. In Nehemiah 1, 3, and 4, it says, They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gate has been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. This is an example of a heart being moved towards God's plans. A dislocated heart is a God-given and passionate concern for God's agenda that supersedes our comfort and plans. Every great movement of God started with one man or woman who cared deeply enough to hear God's voice and stepped out to do something. We can't change everything with a dislocated heart, but we can change something. Our Savior Jesus Christ modeled this heart. In Philippians 2 verses 5 through 8 it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, and by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." How do you develop a dislocated heart? The process involves four specific actions. First, honest, personal self-evaluation. Are you too wrapped up in your own life? What needs around you do you find yourself caring about? Two, genuine repentance. Do you see how a lack of a dislocated heart grieves God? Three, Thoughtful consideration. Fear can be a typical reaction to a change of heart and the demands of trust in God. Four, ask God for a dislocated heart. Like Nehemiah, pray. Remember, it's not about doing something great for God. It's about letting Him do something great in your heart that just may include Him giving you a broken spirit. Yeah, I think this is a great devotional because... It challenges our, our current heart location. Is it dislocated for God 
or is it kind of rooted in for ourselves? Mm-hmm. I know that there's been times where I see something happening and my heart starts to kind of wiggle. Right? It's like not actually, actually physically, <laughs> but I can tell that it's kind of pulling me away from focusing on myself and my own immediate desires, my own immediate fears, my own immediate life. Mm-hmm. But that first question that was mentioned there was, are we too wrapped up in our own life? Right. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah. And I love that there are things that are surrounding us that God can also use to kind of disrupt that and mm-hmm. to dislocate our heart from that wedge of just self-servingness yeah. that we have. I don't even know if it's yeah. a word, but I know that we're constantly trying to serve ourselves. And I know that whenever it does kind of dislocate and loosen in that area, we now have a chance to look beyond ourselves and have our heart beat for something else rather than ourselves. Yeah, that's so good. I remember a pastor of mine once said, if you're really looking for your purpose and you're trying to figure out what God's will is for your life, figure out what breaks your heart and figure out how your talents can best serve that cause. Yeah, that's good. And where that intersection is might be where God's calling you to next. And it actually led me into a season where I know this is going to sound pretty intense, but... I was doing like strip club ministry where we'd go in and we would encourage these women and talk to them about Jesus. And some of them ended up coming to church with me. And it was just a beautifully hard season of the realities of the world and what was going on in the dark. And there were so many God revelations that I had had in that particular season that I never had before. And it was so powerful and so cool to see God work in that way. And I'm so thankful for that season. And, um, then I moved and things happened and that was no longer the season that God had me in. I think that that's something also to be talked about that sometimes your heart will break for certain causes in different seasons of your life. And so continually praying that prayer of like, Lord, what do you want me to see in this season? Like, what are you trying to break my heart for? And it's a hard prayer to pray, like, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. But it's a really, really powerful one. Yeah, amen. And I know that one of the first things that we experience as our heart does start to break for something is we feel fear. Mm -hmm. I think we get scared of how this will impact us or what will mm-hmm. happen to us if we move forward into that. Yeah. I know that later on in the story of Nehemiah, you can see and almost taste the fear he had about the things he was about to do. And I think we're going to touch on that later on in this devotional series, but yeah, I love what the, I love what the third tip in this devotional says, which is thoughtful consideration. Fear can be a typical reaction to a change of heart and, mm-hmm. and demands trusting God. Yeah. And so God does not work in the spirit of fear. He works in the spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. And so we need to walk in those three principles rather than fear. Yeah, it's so good. You ready to pray, son, out? I am. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, today we pray a hard prayer. Lord, we pray that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord, that you would reveal to us that thing that you want us to pursue, that thing that's going to take complete trust in you. Lord, we give you our fear. We give you our worry. We give you our anxiety, Lord. And would you replace those things with holy excitement and joy and a fire to see your work here on earth being done. Lord, we thank you in advance for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. 
Amen, y'all. When now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and maybe write down a group of people that you would like to help outside of yourself. Yeah, that's so good. And y'all, don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Sayonara. Sayonara.